It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the most self-explanatory podcast Riding high in the Apple charts, riding high in the Spotify charts. Yes, I found an excuse to very quickly mention that fact, at least the time of recording this, I must say. Anyway, this is the Comedians Talking About Football podcast. Very self-explanatory. As I just said, we have a guest on every week. They're a comedian. They talk about the lows. They talk about the highs. They talk about the overpriced pies. They talk about pretty much everything that comes with supporting a football team. Today's guest, I've been wanting to get on for a very long time. Um, Well, actually, get on proper. He has been on before. Very fleetingly, he appeared all the way back in 2020 for the COVID-19 special, uh, which you may remember. Um, Actually, speaking of COVID-19, this, believe it or not, is the first episode I've recorded in person with somebody since I think episode three. My intention was always to record in person, but then obviously COVID hit during the first series, and um, you know I've been recording online, such is the way of the world now. A lot of podcasts still do it, even though Freddie Quinn wanted to take the piss out of me very quickly in his episode about living in the past of 2020. But look, look, I'm never going to be one of them podcasts, right? where I go and rent out a warehouse or a TV studio with leather chairs and a big screen and get a producer to put up a PowerPoint and all that malarkey. We don't need it. This is just a casual chat. A couple of people talking about football. What more do you need? Uh, Speaking of which, this episode is all about Bristol City because we have comedian, we have Bristol City fan, obviously, and we have a football shirt collector extraordinaire, Matt Hobbs, in the seats today. Um, and as I said, it's, it's, a, it's a really fun episode to record. It was great to actually record one in person. Um, although what I will say is thank God for the pandemic when it comes to this podcast, because I didn't realise how frustrating it was to uh, record in person. What happened was basically me and Matt, we, uh, we ended up gigging together recently. We thought we'd get there early, record the episode. We've got background noise from staff in the venue, background noise of music. We've got the guy running the gig, Michael Colweg, popping in. Not a football fan, but a big wrestling fan. So, hey, you you get an extra guest for free this week. Um, (laughs) uh, So, normally, 
you know, I'm always apologising for the lag in the internet or something like that. Today I'm apologising for pretty much everything else. But look, it's a really fun episode. Um, always great to talk to Matt about football. He's such an interesting guy. Um, even if you're not a Bristol City fan, I think you'll really enjoy this chat about football. Um, so without further ado, this is Matt Hobbs talking about Bristol City FC. Matt Hobbs. Hey, you right? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm very excited to have you here for two reasons. One, it's Matt Hobbs, who we've been to get on for ages. Yeah. Uh, and two, I'm finally recording an episode of Comedians Talking About Football in person again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's been a while. Yeah, it's for the first time, I think, since April 2020. Really? Yeah, which was like episode four. Everything else has been done on Zoom. Nice. And if anyone heard one of our previous episodes with Freddie Quinn, he was very... Uh, <laughs> he had fun taking the piss out of that. He was like, great, great to be on the podcast in 2020 all over again. But yeah, it's good to be here, man. Uh, we are at... Here in Swindon, places. it's a Swindon away day for you. Yeah, yeah. What, what everybody dreams of. I did like uh, driving past uh, the Magic Roundabouts past... What's the stadium called? County Ground. County Ground. It's a shithole, isn't it? <laughs> Can I swear on this? Mm. All right, all right, cool. Yeah, it's a shithole. Especially if you're talking about Swindon. You can yeah. swear all you want. Um, but you're here tonight, so we thought... We'll record at mm. last, and we're not here to talk about Swindon. No. We're here to talk about an equal shithole. <laughs> <laughs> Bristol Rovers, no. Yeah. Bristol City. Um, so we'll start with some quickfire questions, as we do with every guest. So, uh, Matthew, I'm just calling Matthew, that's a bit formal, isn't it? Um, Bristol City is your team. Are they your local team? Yes. yes. Oh, well, technically, uh, some people call me a bit of a glory hunter because I come from North Bristol oh. and they're kind of South Bristol, but all my family is from South Bristol and Sports City. So, you know, you have to support City. Now, that's very interesting. Um, some of you may know that in a future episode, we actually have a Bristol Rovers fan. Oh, okay. Canadian coming on, Phil Watham. Um, mm. And uh, I mean, whereabouts, I'm not trying to dox you or anything, mm. but whereabouts in North Bristol are you? Uh, so a place called like Fit, well Fish Ponds or Down End mm. Way. Um, it's closer to where the Rovers play than where City play. Yeah. But yeah, no. I used to um, I used to live up that way as well. I used to be in Caulfield. Oh, okay, yeah. Literally right opposite the ground. On, oh the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, well, that, okay, local team. That's 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 good. Um, now my next question actually is, who is your biggest rivals? Bristol Rovers. Now that's interesting <laughs> to say that because uh, we've had one Bristol City. Fan on here before, yeah. Uh, Joseph Parsons, yeah. So, yeah. You, you were lovely, Joseph. And uh, in his exact words, Bristol City's biggest rival to him are Cardiff. Okay, yeah. I, actually, to be fair, I think Bristol City's biggest rival is Bristol City. We're our own worst enemy. But <laughs> yeah, maybe Cardiff have, have taken uh, taken. But I remember I'm old enough to have seen derbies where it kicked off and stuff like yeah. that. So uh, stays with Rovers. And I grew up. I didn't grow up with City. Uh, Cardiff City fans. I grew up with Bristol Rovers fans. So, yeah. Well, I wanted to give you a quote again from Joseph Arzis. He described Bristol Rovers fans, and tell me if you agree with this or not, as cute. <laughs> no. Following up with, bless them. No, uh, you could, I, I mean, pity is appropriate, but um, no, because, I, 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 I mean, some of them are quite scary. I mean, and they're surprisingly smug for the team that's worse. 
they're all smug about it. I don't know how they managed to do that, but I think they feel they've taken the upper ground, uh, upper upper level, despite being worse and not having a ground. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with the memorial ground? Because it's not technically theirs, is it? It's a rugby ground. I think it is theirs now, mm-hmm. but they bought it off the rugby club when the rugby club was basically about to go out of business. Right. Um, but they want to build their own stadium somewhere else, Rovers. But. They're a bit nomadic. I remember when their old stadium used to exist. It's where IKEA is now. Oh, that really? was that was a dump as well. Is, they used to do um, dog racing there as well. <laughs> so it's like quite distant from the, yeah. the seats and all that. Oh, fair enough. And uh, of course, with City, I mean, they've had quite an improvement to their ground recently. Mm. How have you found the changes there? Because as an away fan, I'm always quite surprised mm. that you guys give the whole of the, either the north or the south stand to the away fans, and they make so much noise. What do you think of the changes? So it's a shame because that's where I used to sit when I first went to City, that the Atio stand, and I used to like the old stands that were a bit, a bit crappy and stuff. Um, and that, the older way stand, I don't know if you ever went there, the wedlock stand, it was like a shed. Mm. And you'd have the, uh, when it, we got really, got really busy, you'd have the home and away fans and just like, you know, cover up about 200 seats. And it, it was a great atmosphere, real shed kind of atmosphere. It's kind of a shame, to, but we can't feel the rest of it all the time. So you might as well give them, like, you might as well be respectful to away fans. It's not like Newcastle, United, they're saying, where you just give them that tiny bit up in the heavens, yeah. like stay away kind of thing, yeah. Your Hongkong's fans, though, are they put into a corner, or did I imagine that? I think, don't people kind of choose? It, like, yeah. it kind of happens, yeah. I think. There's a few little patches. To be honest, I haven't gone live in the last couple of years that often. Occasionally, more away than at home, because I live in Oxford now. Yeah. But um, I think it's you just conquered it in different places. Just realised living on to doubt. That is another thing that would piss off any Swindon. Fans. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm, in a, I'm the axis of Swindon hate. <laughs> Uh, so where did it all start for you then, Matt, with um, with with, uh, with Bristol City? How did you? So you say you grew up in nearer to Rovers. You grew up around Rovers fans. But how the hell did someone like that become a City fan? Was it just ambition? <laughs> um, so it, I was um, I was uh, I got into football. My family's not super football-y, They're rugby people. But my granddad was a City fan. And when I started getting into football, there was like I got invited to watch a Rovers game. And I think then they mobilised and they took me to a City game um, against Stoke City. We won 3-1. Um, Wayne Allison, Junior Bent and uh, Dwayne Plummer scored. Is it? it? <laughs> Bristol names ever. <laughs> Dwayne Plummer. Interesting, Dwayne Plummer. Do you ever watch Gogglebox? Yes. Do you know Tristan Tremaine and Dwayne? Yeah. He's their brother. Oh, really? So I think Tristan used to be on the books at Bristol City. Yes, I knew they were footballers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, but no, I really vividly like those names, those players stick in my head. But first game, and once you see a team once, mm. and and your family tells you it's okay, then you're going to go with that. Are you? I love that that phrase there. Your family says it's okay. <laughs> yeah. That is a thing I find. Like yeah. I do feel like uh, when people have a random club that they support, I respect it because I do feel like your team chooses you. You mm. don't choose your team. But there is this kind of. Yeah, well, it's kind of one of those things. My, like I said, my family wasn't super football mm-hmm. but there's definitely, there's like, there's a right way to go and a wrong way to go. And that's, that's what I went the right way. <laughs> that's always good. Mm. And then speaking of the right and wrong way, you then grew up around Bristol Rovers fans. So how was that in growing up around with that sort of rivalry going on? Uh, so it was fun. It's fun because neither of us are very good. Yeah. It was always like pretty low level. Like the best we could do was win like the auto windscreens trophy or something. <laughs> and you get called a glory hunter for being like hovering around the playoffs in division two. Yeah. You know, it's, 
is kind of that is kind of sweet now we've gone we've jumped a little level not properly but now we're a championship team and and the gas are, are, are lower down and um and so now now there is a bit more difference but when we were kind of on a level it's quite fun you build up to the, the derby you'd look forward to that and it was a uh, close and it, i think it's better i don't care if both teams were crap yeah if they're competitive that's interesting so I've, i it's sad for me that rovers are below us i would love to be on a similar level don't want them ahead of us no but on a similar level that's just exactly what um joseph said as well he wants them to do well mm. he kind of wants them to catch up a little bit and and that's true you love those sort of those rivalries really I mean, in recent years, I think you've both sort of gone off your own ways. Uh, Bristol City seemed to be a lot more focused on uh, Carniff and Bristol Rovers a bit more focused on Swindon. Mm. And um, sort of, you know, there's, there's a, a real difference there. These days, is it just kind of contained to friendlies, pre-season friendlies? I can't remember the last time we played each other. Maybe there was... I don't think we have friendlies. I can't remember us having a friendly. We play everyone else, Cheltenham, Yeovil, Bath, mm. but... As far as I can remember, I can't remember. It's maybe the League Cup once, about five, ten years ago, I think. We beat them comfortably. It felt a bit sad. It's like, not that I've ever done this, but like I imagine I'm beating up your dad. <laughs> 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 I mean, you're a new, uh, you're a new father, so I don't know if you look forward to getting beaten up one day by but, your son or daughter. Or... But hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, to be honest, my daughter is quite aggressive. And yeah. She grew up in Swindon, so yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> I was going to say with Bristol City, I find Bristol as a city, a place that should have a Premier League team. Mm. I find it the most Bristol thing in the world. <laughs> they're a massive city, and they're yeah. like, yeah, no, we're not about uh, <laughs> Premier League, we're all about championship. <laughs> Do you feel that like there should... I mean, you've got a big investor there as well. You've got a real uh, a rich owner. There's a lot of money going into it. Do you, do you think it's long overdue, Bristol City, to have a run in the Premier League? It'd be nice. It would be, and they do. They are aiming for it. Do, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I actually went to uni with the now chairman. So you didn't tell me. I didn't know he was the chairman. I knew his name was Lansdowne, and he always had loads of Bristol City stuff. And he knew cut some. He knew some kind of uh, inside stuff. I don't know him that well anymore. But we we're in the baseball team at university. Brilliant. And I like. I remember once he knew a little bit more than I thought was reasonable to know about the Leroy Lita transfer to Reading. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and, and about 10 years later, I saw him as like vice chairman. I was like, oh, you had the same surname. Oh, it all adds up now. But um, no, they're ambitious and it's good. And I mean, people say Bristol's a sleeping giant or whatever, but I, I, I don't know that. I don't know. I mean, it would be nice to be in the Premier League, but also I wouldn't want to just destroy the club. Mm. I, knew, I mean, I wasn't alive when it happened, but we almost went out of business once where we were in the top division for four yeah. seasons and then we went all the way down to the bottom and then I'd rather I'd rather League One than, okay. than go up for two seasons and then take, like, go the way of Portsmouth. Yeah. That's interesting, that. It really is. I mean, with Bristol City, I do feel they're a club who maybe should be putting in the money for the, for the big players. So, something that, like, very similar that Norwich do, Fulham do, um, Bournemouth in recent years as well. They would do that, bring in like a, a real class manager mm. who can, with all respect, there's not Nigel Pearson, he came mm. in with Premier League experience. Someone you really feel like's got the ambition of, or someone, a, a manager that you would think should be in the Premier League. Mm. Mm. I think actually the comparisons you made there are a little bit unfair because they're all parachute payments. Teams. That's true, that's very true. And that kind of money you only get from going up there, if you know yeah. what I mean. We've been, in arguably, 
one of the issues is we've been spending money in the wrong way. Wrong. We, like, I said about 10 years ago, we signed David James. <laughs> like, 40-year-old David James. We were paying him over the odds. And we, I think, I think now, and I can't speak for the fans, mm. but, like, I personally feel that they're spending the money better. One thing that always matters, I feel, like, is, like, Bristolians and young players mm. and building something. And, actually, Stuart Pearson... It's Stuart Pearson. Who the hell is Stuart Pearson? <laughs> Nigel Pearson, he feels he feels like a higher level manager, even if the results don't speak yeah. that. Um, I think they're going the right way. I would much rather they invested loads, had loads of good young players, than like, they have pissed money away mm. on people with experienced players. And it's what, like, what's the point in the end? Where, where does it get you? Um, well, it gets us just outside the playoffs at best. Yeah. So... I think they're going a bit more sustainable, and I think that's better. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it can, it can sometimes go on for so long. I'm thinking about Ipswich mm. for the time where um, I've got mates Ipswich fan, and they just sort of hovered around the middle of the championship for so long. The when they got relegated, I think some fans were actually quite excited yeah. that something had happened. Mm. Do you think there's going to be that point where it's just so vanilla being a City fan that you might win 3-0 one week, the following week you lose 2-1, and then nothing really happens. Do you think eventually the owners or someone will make a push to either go for the Premier League in the sense of let's just throw, like I was saying earlier, throw everything at the wall and just take a risk? Or do you think it's just going to be this for a long time? Staying I already feel we've hit that vanilla point. Mm. I feel like with um, Lee Johnson as manager and stuff, we would just became so boring. We'd be a bit streaky. We'd be at best eight, uh, worst 17th. Mm. And it was just, do you know you watch a game here? What's the point? Yeah. What is the point? And we were a possession team, but in that possession team way of like, you pass it, you go backwards, and then your goalkeeper punts out a pitch. And that was it. I think we have been vanilla. And I think now they're changing what they want to do. And so suddenly it feels a bit more interesting again. And also they're playing attacking football. They are, yeah. Which is like, we lost, I watched us lose 3-2 to Norwich. Yeah. And I was like, I enjoyed this. It's better than I've watched my one ones against Blackburn a few years back, and it's like I'd prefer to lose this way, and I'm, I've made my peace with that. I'm happy to lose playing football that's exciting because otherwise, what's the point? We're yeah. not going to win the Champions League. No. I was going to hit you now with uh, what we call uh, emergency facts, where I show I've done my research <laughs> into the club and find you some of the facts that I found out. So, uh, did you know? that there was a plan for Bristol Rovers and Bristol City to have a stadium share in the early 2000s. Rings of fake but no, not really. So, I thought you were going to say they're going to merge the teams, <laughs> call them Bristol United. Do you know what? I'm going to get onto that in a minute. Okay. I'm going to get onto that in a minute because I asked that question in the, the last Bristol City episode. Um, so uh, it's, it's difficult to, to imagine, this is from what I found yeah. given the uh, intensity of the rivalry between Bristol City and Bristol Rovers, unless you're Joseph Pearson, of course. <laughs> um, however, there, that is something that very much could have happened at one stage uh, in the early 2000s with the local council having looked into plans that would have seen a 40,000 seater stadium created that would have been shared by the two clubs. Um, I, I love the fact we could have built a stadium that combined neither of us could fill. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Um, so that, that's something that was, that was planned in the early 2000s. Um, in the end, the plan to build 40,000 seats of stadium 
were rightly shelved. Uh, the Robins have since done a lot of work to Ashton Gate, we've seen mm. that earlier, and they now have a stadium of their own that would very much be capable of hosting Premier League football. Yep. Well, there we go. Um, I want to put in a, uh, a statement made by one of my friends and listener and friend of the podcast, Owen Dodds. I put this to Joseph as well. Mm. Uh, he claims that what's holding Bristol City back is Bristol Rovers, and what they should do is merge the teams into one giant city club, and that would propel them into success. That's like, that's like, that's like me saying my comedy career is getting held back by my cat. <laughs> like, I don't understand how they'd be holding us back. What is that? It's like Rochdale are stopping Man United winning the Champions League again. What's, I mean, I, I, I don't get it. Do you know what, they, what he means by that? No, I can't remember. It's a statement he made a while back. Um, because, I will follow up on that. Because the only cities who have successful teams only have one team. I mean, like, yeah, Manchester, Liverpool, London. I mean, yeah, they, they really unite everyone. I think really if Liverpool got a chance this season, we have to get you a better that's the only way it's going to work. Well, if Everton build that stadium near the docks, maybe they'll just like fall off into the ocean. <laughs> just go, go to the League of, League of Ireland. <laughs> uh, right, I'll, I'll give you another emergency fact. Mm. Uh, this one I found quite interesting, seeing as we, we, we just referenced there, Manchester United. So did you know Bristol City's contribution to Manchester United's English Dominance. It's difficult to ever imagine a scenario now where Bristol City faced Manchester United in the final of 1909. You've got it. How yeah. 1909, the Robins faced Manchester United in the FA Cup final with both clubs aiming to secure that first ever FA Cup title. In the end, Bristol City were narrowly beaten 1 0 by Manchester United. And it's fair to say that both clubs have been on a very different path ever since. Uh, that's something I found online in this, in this very interesting article. Um, Thank you, Football League World. We um, still I go on about it. a little bit unfair, like in, in that. Is it to say, well, whoever won that was going to be the successful club? And I don't think that's very fair to say. It's very much like sliding doors. Um, I can't. I was, it's going to be a great reference until I realised I can't remember any of that film. <laughs> I was going to say about Gwyneth Paltrow. We could have ended up with Gwyneth Paltrow. I hate, I hate that film. <laughs> uh, purely because um, the guy, uh, John Hannah, who plays the harp rob, mm. he's supposed to be really cool and... Uh, interesting but all he does is quote Monty Python <laughs> do you remember that in the film? no all, I all he's like around the table and all he's, he's supposed to be like the funny guy and all supposed to love him and all he's doing is quoting sketches from Monty Python and I thought sorry that won't not get made <laughs> see I watched it and I was like oh the only reason I'm not with someone <laughs> is because of doors <laughs> it's just doors every time you go through a door from yeah. now on it's like it's just shut and you go, no, 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 no. Just, just see someone on the back of the head and you're like, that, they were the one. <laughs> they were the one. They're probably somewhere else now, yeah. quoting Monty Python, yeah. getting all the laughs, that hilarious figure. Um, so that's, that's slight, the slight, has there ever been a, it was a nice save away question here, that definitely isn't prepared. Uh, any sliding doors moments for Bristol City? You hear a lot of these in football. Um, there's sort of moments where you think, had this happened for us at uh, Reading, had we survived an extra season in the Premier mm. League, I think we'd be in a very different place now. Uh, if we'd gone out in the um, playoffs in 2011, uh, again, we would, would have gone up with a much better squad than we did the following year. What about Bristol City? Sliding doors one minute. Well, the obvious one is losing the playoff final in 2008. Mm -hmm. um, Dean Windass scoring that goal. Um, to be honest, I reckon we'd be in a worse place if we'd gone up then. Uh, I, I think we'd have had a lovely old season up in yeah. the Premier League. We'd have lost every game, and we would have it, we would have 
spiral downwards a bit like it's not the same comparison but kind of Sheffield way United Wednesday all that kind of thing um, that's the only moment I've ever felt like we, things could have been different mm. I've never felt genuinely where anything's ever there's ever been another slide indoors moment <laughs> in my time as a Bristol City fan it's always been like oh we could have been one place lower or one place higher <laughs> Let's talk about that playoffs season then, because that was very the closest you've been in this year to get to the Premier League. It was really exciting. It's the first time I've been to the new Wembley, um, but we never felt like we were going to win it. I can't remember any big chances. It always felt like just too far away. Yeah. Like just like I remember our right back, Brad Brad Yor, like broke his cheekbone in the first very early on. They scored the goal. We, it's that kind of thing. Do you know when you're like knocking on the door and putting on pressure, mm. but you, there's no, nothing clear-cut. The whole game felt like that. But um, that season was great. I remember my favourite game for Bristol, watching Bristol City was the playoff semi-final against Palace. Mm. Those two legs. I watched the second leg. I was at the stadium and that was great. We won 4-2. And I remember um, I listened to a podcast, you know, uh, Football Weekly. Yeah. Barry Glendoning called us, uh, he, he compared us to Arsenal. And that was my <laughs> the greatest moment as a City fan or one of them. But yeah, that was great. But then the final was a little bit of a damp squib. They just, they're the better team, as far as I remember it. And uh, we didn't deserve to win. And it was just a bit like, ah, oh, we've had a nice day. This won't come again. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Man. I was looking forward to that, actually, because at the time I was convinced we wouldn't stay in the Premier League. Mm. Oh, you were going to come up. There was going to be a lovely little Premier League <laughs> M4 rivalry yeah. going on there. Um, so, yeah, it was really, it was really... Uh, well, yeah, it was, it was an exciting time. It didn't happen for either of us. We went down. We did play each other just in the championship when yeah. he beat us the next season and stole our manager for about oh, two Oh, and weeks. he had to, like, a break. Oh, I don't know if he had a break. breakdown. Is that right? That's, I, the, that's what I think happened, right? We can say for the podcast, we don't legally know what happened yeah. here, but we assume to be cool had, might have had a breakdown. Well, it's happened, it happened once before. Mm. It happened when he was at, what, Man City? He was manager for like 30-odd days and then he quit straight Like, I don't know how Bristol City could be too stressful for him. If he, because he's done some, I don't know. We shouldn't have, to, we shouldn't have taken him away. It wasn't meant to be. Mm. He looked, he thought, he thought we were the... He bought Leroy Lita back then. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, I liked him. Yeah. Uh, uh, Leroy, less, you know, he had his moment. But yeah, <laughs> Khalifa Cissé was a great player. Hello, Michael. Oh, nice. How you doing? Well, first, God, I've been Parker's ten years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's Jesus Christ. Fourteen minutes on the fucking phone. I want to be a piece of hell trying to do it online. She just kind of got some coins. We we'll put it in the thing. Comedy monies. A bit money. Yeah, it's too late now. I've already paid for it. Jesus Christ, not many. No, I think we've got seventeen pounds, mate. Okay. Well, sorry. It's the first one back in a while because we took summer off. And, you know. Can you remember what it was like last time you were here? Hell, it's great. I'm sure we'll we go. We'll build it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what it's like. It's still um, for it. I've, I've come in early with one of the podcasts, if that's all right. I hope they're nice. Oh, shit, sorry. That's all right, mate. Yeah. No, no, no. I've got to be like on 10 minutes, then we're completely done. You cut that out, then? No, no, no it's, it's going, going in. in. <laughs> I just talked all over. Michael Michael talk. <laughs> this is me whinging about my parking. Now, parking It's just a feature. I've never come here, I'll tell you. Do you know what hurts worst when you the worst when you watch football? Caring. Yeah. Caring. That's yeah. why I've got this 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 veneer of um, 
I just take the piss out of Bristol City. I don't take any of it too seriously yeah, because got to. it'll hurt you. They'll hurt you. <laughs> don't care. You, you get, some fans get so angry into mm. it and really passionate. And although I understand that, you've yeah. all had that mean when we saw Red with our team. But I think as you get maybe a little bit older, you sort of look at some of them losing their mind. You think, ah, come on, it's gonna come on. It's only gonna get worse. Yeah, yeah. We're in the championship, <laughs> mate. Come on, these these are the big. This is good times. Uh, and I, I wanted to talk a little bit as well about obviously uh, we have a shared passion with football shirts. Mm. Now let's talk a little bit about the football shirt. I, I think this could be a whole separate yeah, yeah, yeah. recording, and maybe for my, uh, I have a YouTube channel specifically for football shirts um, called "It's a Funny Old Game." Please do. Check it out. Uh, and maybe we could do something separate on there one day. But uh, roughly, that's just talk. How many do you have? And do you have a specific type that you collect? So I've probably got about, I guess, 200 or something. Um, I've got a penchant for the 90s Kappa. Yeah. Um, and a lot of Italian shirts. But typically, pretty much anything that's not British, I'll, I'll go for. Um, uh, a lot of Brazilian club teams. I, I love it. I just... I just like different exotic ones. I'm trying now to get one of like each team, ideally without a sponsor, because mm. I hate most sponsors. But yeah, I'd say my, my, my favorite era, 90s Italian. That's uh, nice. some of my favorites. I like that. And in, in regards to the Italian, uh, sorry, the, uh, the South American ones I'm talking about, Umbro have moved in. Yeah. I know this is getting very sort of nerdy now into football shirts, but there's got to be a little bit of content here for those fans i'm sure they'll be listening uh, yeah, i love the umbro makes because they almost bring 90s design back yeah to modern day in south america I love L- a little like anyone who really knows shirts will notice but um uh, umbro of there's a website you can get all those south american shirts really cheap mm. like um i mean i'm not sponsored by them no well, no neither am i actually um, the podcast yeah. that'd be great and um, the code <laughs> <Matt Hop-Hops. laughs> yeah. um no this this uh, it's called m&m direct they've got all those umbro South American shirts, really, really cheap, like 15 quid. Yeah. It's where I get a lot of them, uh, those ones, but I also buy them direct. But yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of weird how Umbro has gone, I guess, I mean, they can sell quite a few shirts and uh, they're probably cheap to, to, to buy the sponsorship. Cheaper yeah. them getting like any Premier League team. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so let's get into it. Let's finish off with uh, everybody's favourite section of the mm. podcast. It's your own personal five aside and we don't want necessarily the best players ever played for City we don't necessarily want the all time dream five we want five players that mean something to you so Matt Hobbs who have you got in your Bristol City personal five aside team you of course are in as the manager who you got Uh, Adriano Basso in goal brilliant Um, then we've got Mickey Bell do I why why have we got him in goal Oh, uh, because, uh, well, he's Brazilian. He was really, he was the goalkeeper that when we got to the championship playoff final. He, oh, like, it was when it was a novelty, he did that thing, like, pointing up to the sky. Yeah. And he had the, we started a chant, which now I cringe at, was, we're Bristol City, we always believe. Yeah. Which is <laughs> just absolutely wank. But, Sorry for laughing. <laughs> and it's now, like, printed on the inside of the shirt and all this, but um, he came up with that. Uh, or, uh, so... And I, I love goalkeepers. I love Brazil, so it had to be Basso. Um, next, Mickey Bell. No, oh, Mickey Bell. Oh, yeah. That's a classic tier two player. <laughs> well, it's just, um, we went for a phase. I almost had a whole team of left backs because we had a phase where we had loads of good left backs. And you know when you get a free kick and you're like, it's in Mickey Bell territory. Yeah. I used to love those moments. He scored about like not that many free kicks for us, but I just remember the excitement of those moments. Um, then the other defender, Matt Hill. 
Right, can we just... Right, I'm very excited suddenly. We have more than one defender in a fantasy fighter <laughs> side team, I think, for the first time in the history of the podcast. Last time I got very excited with Harvey Hawkins yeah. and started talking about defenders. I said, excellent, we've got defenders. Instead, he got rid of all his defenders from the team. We're very lucky if we have one defender in the squad. Really? Have two, as an old centre-back, I'm very excited. This is already my favourite team of the whole series. Matt, that's given us my second defender. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, so we went Matt Hill because he, uh, he went to the same boys' club as me. <laughs> <laughs> And I once played football on the same pitch as him. Really? Um, Bristolian. He was a good defender. Like him. Did you, did you know him? No, no I played once. He was four years above us. <laughs> but I uh, played with him once. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're, me and him were tight. After that, we, you know. <laughs> I used to tell the same story of when I played at Ayrson Newby with Theo Walcott. Don't worry. Never spoke to him in my life, but always made out we were best yeah, players. Yeah. Now, what crapped me up there is, though, is that I have this vision of you going through your life meeting various people to do with Bristol City and just never knowing that it's there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the accidental kind of Bristol City insider <laughs> um, then a guy you'll know uh, no actually we'll finish on him uh, Cole Scoose in midfield wow um, okay just he was Bristolian so we all do you know you give you give a player too much um, so actually he's a defensive midfielder brilliant I've, I've got I'm keeping it tight very I'm, defensive we're, we're, try, we're trying to win this five side game 1-0 the quote that we go by everybody Rio Ferdinand a team of defenders will always beat a team of attackers <laughs> yes that's the quote uh, so Cole Scoose, uh defensive midfield um, Bristolian you always love your local players more mm-hmm. and he was the best one at the time when I was watching the most and then a guy you'll know Scott Murray oh of course Scott the flair oh yes <laughs> Um, he's our kit man now. Really? Yeah. He's just, he properly became a, a Bristol City guy. He, he, he left Villa Youth. He went, did he have a six month holiday with you at Reading? I think so. Very, then, very small. Then he very came small. back and it just saw out his whole career and he's kit man now. Brilliant. Bristol City man. Once, I love that when players become kit man. I mean, you never know where it could end up. Ryan McDermott at Reading was our kit man and mm. became head scout, then became youth team manager, then became manager, took us to the Premier League. It could be a dream story yeah but Scotty Murray's got that vibe of like the guy who just like as a as a prank just like sh- shits on the floor or something <laughs> <laughs> that, that strikes me as his type of banter so I'm not sure that's fantastic mate I like the idea yeah to me he's kind of the guy who can't let go of the club yeah they think they oh, we better give him something to do yeah give him something to do I think Wait, that should cl- be every every club should have as kit man yeah. like the, the player who can't quite get over his years I think Gascoigne's Health mm. could have been saved by being kit man at Newcastle. It's got vibes of the kind of like, like fifty-year-old man living at home with his parents. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a fantastic teammate. Absolutely love it. Um, it's very defensive heavy. Yeah. It's uh, my favourite already. There's all the names I wrote down. I, I had a oh, massive. I just wrote down all my favourite players and then circled the ones that I had to choose in the end. I mean, it should be. No, this is a bit of fun. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not, is it? And the best one I've had so far of this is Harvey Hawkins, who had a massive whiteboard <laughs> with full like, team and squad names. Really. Nice. I love it. Um, well, mate, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's been great to record for you. You've got a night of comedy ahead now. I look forward to seeing you perform. Um, our man, Michael Colweg, is now setting up the, uh, setting up the room. Um, he's not watching me in Germany game tonight. But it's a Germany game. Yes, tonight, yeah, with Germany. Where are they playing? Home or? Uh, playing at Wembley. Oh, okay, all right. 
a lot of sauerkraut chants and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very tastefully done. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we don't hold a grudge, do we? No, <laughs> no, no kind of definitely done. Definitely done. Um, but anyway, Matt, thank you so much, mate. Uh, Comedy-wise, uh, where can people find you online and what's what coming up? Uh, so at Matt Hobbs Comedy. That's Hobbs with one B um, on Twitter and Insta. Matt Hobbs one. Um, I'm just gigging. I'm trying to write a show about the moon landings at a moment, <laughs> if you're interested. I mean, even if you're interested, there's nowhere it's going to be performed yet. I'm still writing it. But um, yeah, maybe Edinburgh next year. Now, there is a, a project at the moment, isn't there, to go back to the moon. Um, what's yeah. more likely, man will get back to the moon or Bristol City will win the Premier League? What's going to happen first? Oh, man, going to the moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Cheers, Matt. Thanks for coming mate. A huge thank you again to Matt and Mike as well. Um, <laughs> uh, I hope you enjoyed the, uh, this podcast. Um, if you're new here, um, then this is season four for the 2023-2024 season. We've got, well, we've already got loads of great episodes this season, but we've got three whole series behind us as well. So if you enjoyed the episode, why not go back and listen to uh, to one of the episodes with some of our great guests. We've had uh, Maisie Adam, Josh Pugh, uh, Nathan Caton, the cast of this country, loads of really, really good episodes. Um, so go check them out. Uh, and hey, I'd really appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast or leave us a review on Apple. Um, or you can follow us on social media as well. We're on X. Um, I, I say X because I assume in the future Twitter name's going to be completely dropped. Or, or maybe Twitter will be back. I don't know. But anyway, you can follow us on Twitter slash X uh, and Instagram as well with the handle at ComTalkFootyPod. That's at ComTalkFootyPod. Uh, or at the very least, if you enjoyed the episode, why not tell a friend about it who you think might enjoy it? Uh, and hey, if you're a Bristol Rovers fan, Right, maybe you were a little bit triggered by this episode, but don't worry because I've got you covered. Next episode, our guest is Phil Wabben, who is a Bristol Rovers fan. It's going to be very excited talking to him. I used to actually opposite, uh, sorry, I used to live opposite the uh, Bristol Rovers ground. So, um, look, I don't want to take sides, but if I have to, to pick between Bristol City or Bristol Rovers, um, then um, put it this way, I won't be answering that question on this episode of the podcast. Anyway, I've been Sam Michael. Really appreciate you listening to this podcast and downloading it. Um, And I will speak to you soon. And I'll be speaking to more comedians talking about football. Take it easy. At the end of the day, football, it's a funny old game, comedians talking about football, comedians talking about football. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 